Well, hello and welcome back to episode 77 of the Coronavirus Updates section of the Politics Unboxed podcast, as if it was really going to be anything else. Um, on today's episode, uh, millions are facing lockdown amid fears for the economy in the United Kingdom as the Keir Starmer's plan for a uh, circuit breaker lockdown gathers traction and forms a what's being called a progressive consensus in the United Kingdom in some newspapers. Um, meanwhile, the Prime Minister is defending his regional curbs but ruling nothing out, uh, as well as uh, a couple of new updates from Wales, France and elsewhere around the world. All that to come on the Politics Unboxed podcast. So yes, here we are looking once again at the coronavirus pandemic because, well, um, why wouldn't we? It is still going on, it is still very much in uh, in full. So let's have a look at what's been going on in the United Kingdom. We're going to focus on the UK. Uh, we may stop off in some other places around the world uh, towards the end of the episode, but it's going to be mainly on the United Kingdom. Um, looking at some of the papers that are going to be coming out today as this is released... Um, yeah, tougher lockdown is expected by the end of the week, according to the I, um, with the Prime Minister being urged to extend the strictest Tier 3 restrictions across the northwest and northeast of England and large parts of Yorkshire and the Midlands, uh, with London facing Tier 2 rules from uh, today. Civic leaders across the nation are wanting Number 10 to impose a nationwide circuit breaker lockdown instead of a local approach that would see towns and cities targeted. Also, an interesting um, update. Students at universities in England could be placed under two-week lockdowns towards the end of term if they want to return home at Christmas. Now, I'm particularly uh, invested in that one as a university student currently. Um, That's an interesting plan. It would mean coming home. It would mean two weeks of isolation in a flat. Um, It's about 25 by 12. Uh, Maybe a little bit. A little bit less, I don't know, um, before that. So an interesting trade-off there for the student population. Um, but yes, the main story coming out of that, millions facing new lockdown. Um, London is braced for tougher COVID rules. Socialising and travelling will be restricted. And, um, well, apparently there are ministers believing a national lockdown is looming. So what is actually... Um, going to be happening? Well, it looks like this uh, tier system is here for the, uh, well, for a little bit of the future. We don't know how long this tiered system will be in. We do think that Greater Manchester is going to be following uh, Merseyside into tier 3 coronavirus restrictions. Uh, The announcement could be made today. Uh, with parts of Lancashire also moving into the very high alert level. Um, Other areas are only just clinging to that Tier 2 status, Um, although the Greater Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham uh, has said that we oppose the proposal and will not cave in to pressure. So Manchester not going willingly into Tier 3 if it does go into that tier. Um, The tiered system has come under a lot of criticism, um, some who feel they've been misallocated 
and some who feel it isn't far enough. We know that the Chief Medical Officer, Professor Chris Whitty, um, said that he doesn't actually believe that Tier 3, uh, as part of this tier system, would be enough to stop the spread of coronavirus, which is a little bit awkward in the press conference in which you're announcing it to the nation at 6 o'clock, uh, sorry, at 7 o'clock on a... Uh, what, Monday evening, when the CMO stood next to the Prime Minister, says, actually, well, the Prime Minister's plan isn't brilliant. Um, we've now also seen the Sage papers that came out saying uh, a circuit breaker-style lockdown in the, the manner of what um, Keir Starmer was suggesting. Um, in his press conference on Tuesday at 5, um was on the table and was discussed and was actually pushed for by these scientists, um, it is starting to look like this tier system might not be in place for very much longer. Um, some headlines coming out of these papers saying, well, we're looking at... Um, we are looking... Yeah, at this new circuit breaker lockdown, potentially by the end of the week. Um, all this announcement being made by the end of the week for it coming in in a week's time. This two-week circuit breaker lockdown, they expect this announcement to be made a week tomorrow. So next Friday, um, to be inputted, I would imagine, on the Monday. They don't seem to like putting things in on a Friday to stop the weekend happening. They quite like us having a weekend, um, although expect major parties on uh, on that Sunday and Saturday and Friday, if there is an announcement on Friday saying we're going into lockdown. Um, this circuit breaker lockdown comes on the back of 19,000 daily coronavirus cases um, with 137 daily deaths. Um, this is an increase of 21% in the seven-day average. It's not good. Uh, I would like to put out a correction on something that I said uh, a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, I erroneously suggested that the um, number of deaths was double what it was before we went into lockdown. It was double what we were, d- double what we were having a week before we went into lockdown. We were only 22. Um, as of the, the podcast in which I made that claim, there were 143 daily deaths. Uh, on that, the day before we went into lockdown in March, there were 165 daily deaths. So... Uh, Nowhere near double, but still not too far away in terms of the numbers. They are getting quite comparable. In terms of hospitalizations, we're now up to about 600, 700 uh, new hospitalizations for COVID daily. Um, on March 22nd, the day before the announcement for lockdown was made, there were about 900, and uh, there there are about patients admitted to hospital uh, for coronavirus. Now, of course, public health is one side of this argument. And it is a very compelling side of this argument. And with the the data starting to line up behind uh, the opposition to the government, rather than the government itself, um, it's looking like the government is facing a battle in its hands for public health. However, the Chancellor of the Exchequer and a number of other senior government ministers uh, have said that this new a new lockdown would increase would inflict terrible harm. Um, According to Rishi Sunak, writing in the Daily Telegraph, uh, we must acknowledge that the stark reality of the economic and social impacts of another national lockdown. The costs of doing that are not abstract, they are real. They can be counted in jobs lost, businesses closed, and children's education harmed. Now, 
of course, um, the Chancellor of the Exchequer is going to defend a pro-economy approach. Um, not saying that he is uh, anti-public health, but he will prioritise the economy. He's Chancellor of the Exchequer. Um, his warnings over the national lockdown would be a blunt instrument causing needless damage to the economy. Well, is it needless? If there's the evidence that... Um, if, if there's the evidence that a national circuit breaker lockdown could do some good, surely people not dying is worthy of some form of action. Or maybe that's an outdated idea with this government. Um, we really are looking at a, a tough choice. Um, we're seeing headlines on opposite uh, papers. Saying lockdown tears the heart out of Britain. Um, apparently there was a, a surge in cardiac and stroke deaths. Um over the lockdown area. Um, however, in another paper, if uh, there is no new lockdown, the economy will bounce back and the job crisis will not be as bad as previously feared. Um, we just don't know which way we're going to be going. Um, it's it's not brilliant, is it? Um, we don't know the direction we're going to be taking on the next day. Uh, it could well be that people in Greater Manchester wake up tomorrow and find out that um, they're going to be in Tier 3. It could well be the people of the UK wake up on Monday morning and find out there will be a circuit breaker lockdown. Um, this is not helping, this uncertainty. We said it about uncertainty and Brexit. It didn't help then, it is certainly not helping now. Um... We know the Prime Minister is defending these regional measures, this Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3 system. Um, and he says that this system is the right way forward, um, saying the policy can bring down the virus. But he does not rule out going further. Um, he was at the dispatch box in the House of Commons yesterday, facing Prime Minister's questions from the leader of the opposition, Keir Starmer, uh, who did repeat that call for a circuit breaker. Um... The Prime Minister said he hoped a three-tier system would avoid the misery of a national lockdown. Again, hoping that regional approach will drive down uh, the virus. Now, the the tier system I did talk about before, and I've talked about a, a circuit breaker national lockdown, so I'm going to leave, uh, leave them. However, there have been some other developments around the rest of the United Kingdom. And let's start in Wales, where First Minister Mark Drakeford finally got his wish um, to essentially impose travel bans from the highest R number UK areas. Um, so people in parts of the UK with a high rate of COVID-19 will be banned from travelling to Wales, uh, according to the First Minister. Um, it is expected... The ban will cover uh, anywhere in a Tier 2 or Tier 3 area and any um, equitable area in Scotland or Northern Ireland because, of course, this tier system 
is English. It is not Scottish, Welsh, or Northern Irish. There are equitable measures in place in some areas, um, but no direct comparison. So this ban covers the Tier 2 and Tier 3, uh, although the UK government said the decision was disappointing. Um, Scotland's First Minister, however, Nicola Sturgeon, says she fully supported the move by Mark Drakeford. She said she would be writing to the Prime Minister seeking urgent talks over UK-wide travel restrictions, calling for sensible agreement, quote, between the four nations. Um, Mr Drakeford had written twice to Boris Johnson to ask for that travel restriction, uh, but the government had repeatedly refused to do so, instead urging, um, again, urging. Um, what use is urging? if there are no uh, sort of enforceable regulations to back it up. Most of government over this last few months has been governance by guideline. Not by restriction, not by legislation, by guideline. Sorry, it got me a little bit exasperated there. Um, but this, this rule, yes, it is going to be enforced by Wales. Um... The head of the police federation in Wales has, however, warned these rules could be enforceable. Um, and there could also be plenty of individuals travelling legitimately from areas not high risk, um, just adding to the difficulties officers face when policing existing regulations. It's going to be difficult. Is it going to be the right move? Well, we don't know. We'll have to find out after Friday evening when these rules come into force. That will be 6pm. Now, in other parts of the United Kingdom, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland has shut schools and there are tight new hospitality rules. Uh, I did bring you some of the news on this in yesterday's podcast as it was sort of being leaked to the, the, the media over, overnight. Um, but these new restrictions have been imposed by the executive. Um, the Northern Ireland Health Department has now recorded the total of 23,115 cases since the pandemic began. However, a quarter of those have been reported in the past week. That's a lot. That is a, a large enough um, uptake for the executive to act. Now, all schools will be closed for two weeks, which does include the half-term holiday, until the 2nd of November, when their closure will face a review. Um, Education Minister Peter Weir has vowed to oppose any move to extend school closures beyond two weeks. Uh, and he did say, lengthening the Halloween midterm break by a further week represents a compromise position within the Stormont Executive. Because, of course, the Stormont Executive is a power-sharing executive. Um, Sinn Féin, the Social Democratic and Labour Party, the Democratic Unionist Party, the Ulster Unionist Party, um, they've all come together in a power-sharing executive. Um, normally would, it would just be um, DUP and Sinn Féin as the two largest parties from both sides of the divide in Northern Ireland, the political divide in Northern Ireland, uh, but all parties in there currently. Um, Sinn Féin said his party would have been... Should, uh, sorry, Sinn Féin leader, Conor Murphy, said his party would have been prepared to back a longer closure. They are content, in quotes, with the decision. Um... The talks on these uh, regulations ran into the early hours of Wednesday. 
uh, after starting on Monday or Tuesday, as ministers tried to reach a compromise position. So, things that are going to be happening. Hospitality is closed apart from deliveries and takeaways. Uh, with all of the fast food and takeaway premises closing at 11, and off-licenses and supermarkets not selling alcohol after 10. No indoor sport or organised contact sport involving any mixing of households other than an elite level, and no mass events involving more than 15 people, except for any outdoor sporting events where the relevant number for that will continue to apply. Close contact services, so hairdressers and beauticians, will be closed, apart from those relating to the continuation of essential health interventions and therapeutics. Um, gyms will remain open for individual training, but no classes and places of worship. Such a contentious issue in Northern Ireland will be remaining open, but face coverings will be mandatory when entering and exiting. No specific mention of hotels, but they are going to be shut for four weeks. What effect will this have on the Northern Irish economy? Well, it's going to be interesting. Um, it probably won't be very good. But that's the trade-off. It's a trade-off happening all around the world. Is it public health? Is it the economy? Public health is, of course, paramount. But the economy is becoming more and more important and popular as a choice for these um, uh, world leaders. Now, I did say I would talk about um, France very briefly. France has ordered a nighttime curfew. President Emmanuel Macron making a statement... Um, to the the French people um, on television, much as our Prime Minister Boris Johnson did. Um, there will be a four-week measure coming into effect on Saturday, where a curfew from 9pm until 6am will be imposed uh, after a declaration of a public health emergency earlier in that press conference. This curfew will happen in Paris and eight other cities, uh, with very high on numbers, to try and curb the spread of coronavirus. Um, it's it's a, another wave of smaller measures all across Europe. Uh, in Germany, bars and restaurants in high-risk areas will be closing early. Um, and all across Europe, these new restrictions are coming in. Partial lockdown in the Netherlands, cafes and restaurants closing. Spain's northeastern region of Catalonia, bars and restaurants are going to close for 15 days from today. The Czech Republic has shut schools and bars after recording the highest rate of infection in Europe over the past two weeks. Um, and the Irish government has announced a ban on household visits from Thursday night, but childcare visits and compassionate uh, and visits on compassionate grounds will still be allowed. So the UK definitely does not stand alone in terms of having to roll back some of their uh, their rolling back of um, lockdown restrictions. It's just the way things seem to be headed. Anyway, I've already run over, and I. I'm worried I will run over even further if I keep going. So that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unboxed podcast. So I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you around again soon for the next episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. And until then, goodbye. (laughs) 